0: Shop on Amazon.com, of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com, and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Nick. I'm John. Today we're going to do a quick summer movie wager update. We're going to talk about what we've been watching, and then we're going to end with a review of Netflix's Bloodline Season 1. Before we get to all that, feedback at com is where you can write to us, let us know what you think of the show, the things that we talk about. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MFN Podcast. we on Facebook and Vine. Just search for Midwest Film Nerds podcast. You also go to com for all previous hundred and thirty-seven plus bonus episodes. And uh Amazon.midwest podcast network.com. Go there, shop on Amazon, and uh you can have Party Purchase come to us. We'll make our shows and podcast network better. Now, all that's done. Summer movie wager time. Uh Ant Man took first place this weekend with twenty four point nine million dollars, followed by Pixels. At $24 million. And then Minions in third with $22.9 million. Yeah, apparently Adam Sandler is still somewhat of a box office draw internationally, kind of. I was reading a thing today with the Netflix CEO. People were like, how do you feel about that Adam Sandler deal that you guys have now that Pixels is just kind of floundering? Yeah. He's like, well, he's still pretty big internationally, and I think the deal's still going to pay off for us in the end, so... (laughs) <laughs> even even though his it's uh, a shaky answer, well, yeah, because there's also been some problems with the movie. Like everybody who was working on it as a Native American oh, yeah. quit because of some really weird stuff. Going was on, that so. that was
1: that movie? Yeah, I knew that happened. I didn't realize it was that movie. It was no. not It's pixels. not pixels, but it's oh, the it's, Netflix oh, film, okay.
0: the first film in his <laughs> Netflix deal. It's called right like on.
2: the. Stupid six or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's
0: like uh the ridiculous seven. The ridiculous six se- or eight. Seven. Yeah, ridiculous six I don't whatever. know, whatever. Ridiculous thirty two. The stupid six is what <laughs> I'm gonna call it. <laughs> sticking by it. So anyway, that uh was the week, the domestic weekend. I'll go to the top ten now. Jurassic World is now the third biggest uh box office of all time above Avengers twenty twelve, not the uh not uh Tim's the event or whatever. That joke that I'm trying to rehash and did terribly. Oh, it's the Ray Finds. So and Avengers. Avengers. So Jurassic World sits at number one with $1. $1.5 billion. Avengers Age of Ultron is at $1.39 billion. Uh, Minions is in third with $764.9 Inside Out is in fourth with $551 million. San Andreas is in fifth with $461 million. Mad Max, Fury Road, $367 million in sixth place. Terminator Genesis is in seventh place with $305 million. Pitch Perfect 2 is in eighth place with $282 million. Spy is in ninth place with $230.5 million. And then finally, Ant Man makes its debut at number ten with $229.9 million. This uh the day that you're listening to this, the Wednesday that it comes out, the remake of Vacation will be out. I don't know why it's coming out on the Wednesday in the at the end of July. Very it's gonna, weird.
2: It's going to kill it. Well, it's it's get, get that it. weekend money early. Yeah. Get that summer vacation money. Yeah. But, uh, well, it, I, I, it
0: might be because Mission Impossible, excuse me, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, because that's where the colon is. <laughs> yeah, I'm still bitter. <laughs> uh, is out on Friday. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I just
1: heard oh, about that movie. that's out this that week as well? And now it's out. Like it's coming oh, out. Oh, I'm well, going to be so torn. Because
0: it got, it got pulled up from like December, December. Yeah. Oh, okay. to July.
2: Dang, what are we going to do next week? Uh,
0: maybe uh, every time I bring it up, I'm bringing it up now on the podcast so it's not going to happen. Don't get your hopes up. Maybe it's we'll true. do a double review.
2: <laughs> podcast canceled. Yep. <laughs> podcast spoken of on podcasts. I don't
0: know. Something tells me that uh, some of us will see Vacation. Some of us will see Mission Impossible. I'll see both. I think the, like the problem, we, we traditionally try not to review comedies because it usually boils down to, I really liked this part. I really didn't like this part, which is really weird. Like, just, like to say that comedies can't do anything technically interesting that we could talk about, which I think is wrong.
2: They can. They have. They just usually don't. Yeah.
0: So, and is Vacation going to be that movie? I don't know. We could talk about. Uh, I don't think I've ever watched the original Vacation. Whoa! Yeah, you
1: should just review that. <laughs> we're reviewing National Lampoon's Vacation. <laughs>
0: that would have been good. It should have come out on April Fool's Day.
2: <laughs> I talked about it though, so it won't happen. It's
0: fine. Yeah, that's true. It's all right. Well, wait. Maybe maybe it's reviewing- only when
2: you talk about it. Maybe because I talked about it. That's true. Don't talk about it.
0: I don't know. All right. No, we're actually reviewing Max, not Mad Max. That <laughs> yeah. that movie about the dog with PTSD or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> That's a movie? Yeah, I think I'm so. B-
1: I haven't seen any of the movies on that list except for Mad Max.
0: It's the prequel to Mad Max. It's just oh, it's, Max. It's, it's Max? about a dog. He, it's not mad though. yet? No. It's, okay. when, it's back when he was a dog that was working in the army. Army yeah. bud? I've seen... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Air, Air drop bud? <laughs>
2: Air raid yeah. bud. Air raid bud, <laughs> yeah. Halo
0: bud. Oh man.
2: <laughs> I want to um, golden retriever halo jumping out of a B fifty two.
0: Uh I've seen all but three movies on the top ten. It's
1: it's basically like in uh in UHF when they're making the poodles fly.
0: Who's <laughs> <laughs> just got the pile of dead yeah. poodles <laughs> at the bottom of the <laughs> on the ground floor? Oh man. Come on, Fifi. We should talk about UHF someday. (coughs) Alex's List of Shame. Retro Review. List of Shame, and that anybody who hasn't seen it, that's a list of... I think it's a List of Shame movie. Anyway, could happen. All right, on to what we've been watching. Nick, have you been watching anything?
2: Yep. I watched Wet Hot American Summer again.
0: In preparation?
2: Yes, in preparation for the Netflix series coming out this coming Friday, July the 31st. Uh, Always fun. Mm-hmm. it's a classic uh, it's amazing how many famous people are in that movie before they were famous yeah. I think David Wayne has a real knack for finding people and then like surrounding himself with just immensely talented people and then they all become more famous than he does
0: well and also like the comedy scene I feel like because they have those groups like the groundlings and things like that like the state was kind of a thing too like those groups I think tend to attract really brilliant people and therefore, yeah. like, the star finding that happens there is... I think the nature
2: of comedy changed as well and those happen to be the people that are good at it. Yeah. Like, surreal comedy is a lot more common now than you would have expected. Like, yeah. even down into, like, commercials where you get weird commercials
0: like... Old Spice know, Guy?
2: Yeah, just strange things like that, that that you just can't help... But, exactly. Yeah, doing a drum solo with his body <laughs> and censors. That, <laughs> people so laugh good. at that and it, I I've always... That's always kind of been my sense of humor, but yeah. I, I find it really fascinating. Like when I see some people just like laughing that I wouldn't expect to think that's as funny as they did, and I'm like, Really? You think that's funny? That's cool.
0: That was like that's probably an invention in the nineties, like with the state and Mr. Show and Upright and Citizens' Brigade. Upright Citizens Brigade. And, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like all those really absurd, like, you know
1: <clears throat>
2: Strangers with Candy,
1: mm-hmm. which I still maintain is one of you, the best shows ever. Do you made. like the Bud Light commercial with the dog? Like they, they, Bud Light now teaches you to speak to animals. Have you seen, seen that? that one? Oh, I god, have not. it's so good. I don't
0: watch any TV anymore, Me so either. I don't see any they, commercials. Just,
1: just look it up on YouTube and watch it and laugh and just think about how dogs bark and like the different inflections dogs give their barks and listen to this dog say the word sausage like 12 <laughs> times. It is awesome.
0: That sounds good. But anyway, Nick.
2: Um. Yeah, it's just a great movie. Um, I finally watched the trailer for the Netflix series. I'm really looking forward to it. It looks hilarious. Yeah. And uh, we, you and I, went and saw Mad Max again.
0: Yes. Still so, fantastic. Our, our second viewing. Yes. We're still two viewings behind David Steele. I think he's seen it four times. In wow, the lucky guy.
2: Right. I wanted to see it more, but it's pretty much gone now from the theaters. Yeah. We dragged our waifus to it, <laughs> and I think that they... And Gojo enjoyed it, and and, and our other waifu, <laughs> <laughs> Seventh Wheel, as he calls brother, himself, brother. <laughs> <laughs> of Unite the Seven. Yes, uh, yeah, it's such a good movie. It's mm-hmm. it was a blast in the theater, and it was cool. We were in a small, kind of older, shittier theater, so that the sound was reverberating the <laughs> it was walls. Br- it was breaking the theater. I loved it. I was like, man, this is great. And other people were not as into it. They were like, what a yeah. what a crappy movie theater. And I was like, what a great place to be in to view this bombastic <laughs> movie <laughs> it's uh man i
0: it's it was, it was a full excellent. theater too it
2: was yeah that was a that was it was a smaller theater but yeah um that was really cool to see actually because i thought for sure we were going to be the only five people there yep, and awesome. uh it was really cool to see that it was still packed and i think that's the last day it was showing in, in the area except for like at the dollar show so yeah. and the blu-ray comes out in a month so yeah you know whatever, but yeah. Uh, I think that's about it. The game right.
1: comes out in a month.
2: Yeah, the the Blu-ray and the game come out the same day. Sweet.
1: Yeah. Very cool.
2: Digital copy available on 818.
1: <laughs> I've been keeping that's up. Awesome. I've been keeping I up didn't realize it. that. Like, that's cool that they're doing all those pre-releases like that. Yeah, yeah, usually you can get it digitally like two weeks early. Yep. Sweet.
0: And yet, if you want to rent it some places, it'll be like a month later. I don't right. know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, John, what have you been watching?
1: I've been watching a lot of stuff now that I actually made a list of it. Uh, I rewatched Interstellar today at work, nice. and the robots are still hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. not, I was highly inebriated the Tars first the time I the saw movie. the movie, and this, even seeing it completely sober, they are so funny. Yeah. So just want to put that out there. I I'm, Again, rewatching that 70s show because I just can't not. It's so funny. I love that show. I think it's great. Uh, High did, fidelity. Uh, I did a rewatch of High fidelity. Uh, that's a great movie. That's mm-hmm. one of my all time favorite movies. John Cusack. Port, you know he's he's the best. He's he's a man. Um, what else did I watch? Uh, Orange is the new black. The new season. I caught that. That's it's okay. It kind of it's very anticlimactic in my opinion. Mm.
2: Um, I thought I f- for sure you were about to say Orange County. I don't know why. But that's what I <laughs> thought. Was another coming Jack out of your Black mouth.
1: movie though. Yeah. Yeah. Hit it. Um, Sons of Anarchy, I finished that finally. I thought the ending was kind of weird. Finished the whole series? Yeah. Uh I haven't seen the last season yet. It's uh it's pre- the season's good, but the way they actually literally end the whole series, I think they like you're just kinda like hmm. Was it
0: all an autistic kid's dream?
1: No. <laughs> no, was, it wasn't. Uh, but that's
0: not an insensitive joke. Well, it's an insensitive joke, but it was <laughs> that that was like it wasn't that like the end of General Hospital or something like that. I don't, know I don't even things. remember. I, don't um, I watched Kids Ask Your Parents.
1: I watched the majority of Nightcrawler before I kind of just decided that the movie's just a little not my thing. <laughs> but uh, I got to the point where um, he he's basically trying to sleep with Rene Russo, mm-hmm. and oh, then I man. Was, I'm like. You should know have about forged this. ahead. I—I I mean, I'm sure I'll finish it eventually. I still have, there's like but a the, quarter of the movie left to watch. And you then got, I'll got be to
0: the point where I leaned over to Nick in the theater and said, "This is Alex on a date." Yeah, <laughs> yeah he did. He did. We
1: should—we should commence coitus. That was like, amazing.
0: Um, oh. if that's
1: what you're starting out with, man, you gotta work you gotta work on your lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and then I watched the the no no documentary about Doc Ellis and his no no that he pitched in uh, the seventies. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No. But there's a whole animated cartoon of Doc Ellis, a baseball player, who pitched a, a no no game, uh completely just tripping balls on acid. <laughs> and it's one of the funniest no no like, game, like a no hitter? A no hitter, yeah. Okay. A no no. And he kept having, I think it was like the third baseman kept walking over and being like, you're pitching a no-no. <laughs> and you're not supposed to call out a no-hitter when somebody's throwing a no-hitter. You just let it happen, right? But they kept doing it, and he was just tripping hard. And so there's a whole documentary about it on Netflix, and it's fantastic. It, it's hilarious mm. to listen to. And So that's, that's what I've been watching. It's
0: funny. I was just thinking earlier today about Willie's no-no tapes. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah no no's tapes. Yeah, we need to do something on that. Anyway, I don't even want to That reminds know. me, actually, <laughs> the
2: combination of that. Uh, I did... One other thing I did watch, uh, Gojo and I helped Willie and Nikki build yeah. some bookshelves, and I got to watch a Royal Rumble and most of an old cage match between Mick Foley and The Undertaker with these guys. Yeah. Now, disclaimer, I'm not a wrestling fan. I used to enjoy the wrestling video games because they were video games, and, yeah. and you just fought people, so it was yeah. fun. But Gojo and Willie love wrestling, and they are so much fun to watch it with. I don't care if you're like wrestling is the dumbest thing. If you watch it with them, you will have a great time. It is so funny because they know everything about everyone. And they remember all these old feuds and if you oh, spoiler alert wrestling's fake and, <laughs> and in some of the stories that are written and oh it's just absolutely hilarious and these two guys are like if they had a wrestling podcast I maintain it would be the most popular podcast on it the would network. be phenomenal because, oh, probably. But, but you have to watch it with them to really get the full yeah.
0: experience it's so funny we should <laughs> we should just go through iTunes and sell commentaries to old Re- Royal Rumbles or something. And they got to be, Dude, video be commentari- awesome.
2: They got to be video commentaries though, because you have to you have to be able to see yeah. them while you're doing. Because it is, I'm telling you, it's something special. Yeah, it is. It's too funny. As an outsider, if I was someone who was really into wrestling, I probably wouldn't think it's quite as entertaining. I'd be, i just be like, yeah, right on, bro, or like argue and be like, you're wrong. Shawn Michaels sucks, but they, no one could possibly think that. <laughs> but anyway, it was, it was a blast. And I texted Willie the other day and said, I'm ready to watch more wrestling with
1: you guys. And he goes, you name the time and the place. <laughs> All right. Oh, right. uh, I do want to add one more. Uh, just in this, I watched this a while ago, but it was the Burt's Bees documentary. Yeah, I think it's it's called like like Burt's Bees or Bee something movie? like that. I don't even remember <laughs> now. But I want, I, mean, I want to mention it because, one, the documentary is really good. And two, Bert actually recently passed away like two weeks ago or something mm. like that. So pour some out for that guy because uh, he, he was a good dude. How's Ernie handling it? I don't know. That's a good question. I haven't <laughs> seen Ernie in a long time. I, I'm slacking on my Ernie sandwiches. Oh, you're talking that Ernie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that went right over my head. Yeah. Man. Anyways. Right. Oh, well. Bert's, but yeah, the Burt's Beeswax documentary is really good, and you, it makes you feel bad for him, and you should, because he kind of got screwed. <laughs> and he just died. <laughs> and he just died, which is horrible. Why are you laughing so hard at that?
3: <laughs> I'm
2: really glad you thought that Ernie of Ernie Sandwiches was going to be like. about <laughs> right, Burt. I was oh, like, why would Ernie?
1: It? it didn't. They're just too old dudes. You were like, right know. away, you were like, I don't know, man. I hope he's alright. Well when somebody mentions Ernie's it's <laughs> the first thing I think about are sandwiches because I'm a fat ass. Like that's just where my head goes, is food.
0: How's Whitney Houston taking it? Oh god. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mm. Uh, real quick, I too soon. Got out to see Paper Towns this weekend. Uh which was it's the uh which is based on a book written by John Green, who is the guy who wrote the book that The Fault in Our Stars was based on, also titled The Fault in Our Stars. Um basically a teen uh kind of coming of age kind of thing going on and it was pretty good i enjoyed it quite a bit i think if that's your kind of thing you might enjoy as well it's not quite up to the uh the way way back or the spectacular now or the kings of summer kind of level but i still think it's pretty good and when i when i was upon uh finishing the film i was like wow i feel like this is a book that i would have really enjoyed but i don't know so
2: features a smash hit by uh Twin Shadow podcast favorite, yeah, George Lewis Jr. A.K.A. Twin Shadow,
0: mm-hmm. right? But, on. Uh, yeah, go check that out. So, cool. I think that's about it for what we've been watching. We'll move into our review of Bloodline, yeah. Netflix original. Netflix, Netflix original Bloodline. Original Bloodline. Bloodline. I, think, I think because it's an original, if you can get Netflix in your country, it's probably on there. So. Do you have a
1: synopsis? synopsis? Yes, the that IMDb synopsis say.
0: says, A family of adult siblings find that their past secrets and scars are revealed mm-hmm. when their black sh- sheep of a brother returns home. Right on. Uh, the series stars Kyle Chandler, star of my heart. Ben Mendelsohn, star of Nick's heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linda Cardellini, star, star of Nick's heart. Also star of my heart. <laughs> star of my groin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh C no, I love her. <laughs> Me too. We can right fight on. over her dude. Absolutely. <laughs> Norbert Leo Butts, because that name. Mm-hmm. B U T Z. What a beautiful man. I saw him in uh Better Living Through Chemistry, which I watched briefly before our uh our top 10 of last year podcast because it was one of my most anticipated movies because sam rockwell's in it but norbert leo butts is really good in that movie
1: who does he play on the show kevin he's kevin Kevin. Oh, okay cool yep yeah i don't i didn't really look into any of the names of the people i didn't know yeah because i'm terrible at this (laughs) but anyway uh this one kind of caught
0: at least my eye a while back because kyle chandler's in it and it was a netflix show it seemed kind of cool. I think Nick was the first one to actually view it and be like, you guys need to actually watch the show. I gave you and, such a uh, hard time. That's true. It took me a long time. And then, like I, I'm, the, I'm the last one to finish it, so I apologize. Yeah, and
1: you, you asked me like after watching one or two episodes if I, I had seen it. was like, are you it? watching it? <laughs> and I was like, no, I haven't. And then like that night went home and watched the first episode and basically binge watched the rest of it and, yeah. like, in a couple of sittings.
0: Yeah, you, you finished it before I did, and then you were pissed that I hadn't finished it. Cause you yeah, because I couldn't talk it. to you about yeah. it. So we're going to talk about it here. We'll have a spoiler section that will relegate all the spoilers, too, so you don't have to worry about that. But Nick, what did you feel about Bloodline?
2: Ooh. Bloodline, I really, really loved. I think part of the reason I loved it, though, is because I thought it was going to be a mini-series, a self-contained mini-series of 13 episodes, thirteen, yeah, and then it would end. And I didn't realize there was going to be a second season and I didn't think there was any way there could, like the way the show progresses, it doesn't ever really imply that it's, that it's going to leave anything open. Yeah. Unless it was going to be like an anthology show. Yeah. Which it probably isn't. I would
0: actually prefer it does, but. If it is, they're keeping it quite a secret, but I don't know. I I haven't, I haven't gone out and read enough of the news to see if anybody's returning or anything like
2: yeah that. and that's not to say anything about like anything spoilery regarding characters or plot but just the way the show progresses it's got a very f- finite feel to it yeah the whole from the start and and so i just assumed okay it's all going to end and that was going to be a great show so when it ended and it ends on a note of kind of hmm i was immediately dissatisfied because i wanted actual closure uh across the board which you, you mostly get but anyway then i read there was going to be a second season and i was kind of annoyed and i actually mm. kind of still am I think it's going to devalue a lot of the first season if if the show progresses, but we'll see what it does. But it's a uh it's excellent. The acting is absolutely top-notch. The whole cast should be getting Emmy nominations. They're all phenomenal. They're all equally compelling. There's not a single character where when it was, you know, their scene or or some or some time was being devoted to their subplot that I was kind of like, "Ugh, get them on on to the next scene." Yeah. Everybody's very good. It's really wonderfully shot there's very cool flashback sequences and the way they look is beautiful and nostalgia ridden and fantastic it just evokes actual like sense memory like you feel like you're on the beach on like a child vacation childhood vacation it's really something
0: a I lot also of, liked where the memories would pop into their actual life, where they'd like look over and see their younger yes, self and things yes. like that. Yes, the too. way
2: the way time moves back and forth in the show is exquisite. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure I've seen a show or a movie handle the the transition from past to future better, other than like Lost, where it had the cool auditory cue that you were about to come back to the present timeline. That was really cool.
1: Well, I think that's part of what makes it great is the way – well, what hooks you in is, is the fact that they throw you these little bits and pieces of, like, future tense. And then you yes. want – you're like, well, what the hell? And, and, then, you, and then you want to see – you're like, well, how did they get to that point? And you start freaking yeah. out about it, and then you just keep watching. And then all of a sudden, you're, like, so sucked into it that you're just like, this, this is the best show I've ever watched. The like,
2: biggest mystery I, that I had or that I was into in the show doesn't get really answered until – probably episode seven or something. It's about halfway through the show. And it was to the point where I was almost going to be annoyed. and be like, okay, I need to know more, or I need to know something. And they finally did, and I was like, oh, cool. And it's uh, the way it's structured is just excellent. The, the music is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dialogue, the writing is all top-notch. It's just a very, very well-made show. I, I dare say it's the best Netflix original. I almost put it above Daredevil because it feels... I-
1: and I agree with you wholeheartedly on that because Daredevil was incredible. I, th- this is like... Because a lot of people are comparing Bloodline to House of Cards. It tops House of Cards. I haven't watched House of Cards I yet, agree. but what I've heard about House of Cards, I don't think I would like it as much. I, th- I think it... it no. It, after, after watching Bloodline, you will not even want to watch House of Cards. You, it, even... like You should maybe still watch it for the sake of watching it. I'll totally watch it one day. But I think Bloodline tops it on all levels.
0: Even as somebody who loves David Fincher, I think Bloodline... Tops House of Cards like
1: that first season season
0: of House of Cards is very David Fincher and I enjoy it for that even though I end up feeling like it's a little bit of a guilty pleasure because of I think the writing on that show is terrible but um, I think Bloodline tops House of Cards completely
2: yeah I don't think it's a show that has necessarily a ton of rewatch value unless you're going to watch it with a significant other or something I think I think where Daredevil kind of stands apart. I'm only citing Daredevil because I think it's probably the next best Netflix original. Mm -hmm. It's much more rewatchable because it's action packed and and you can watch like an episode and be like, oh, that was just a great episode. Bloodline, you kind of almost need to start at the beginning. You're not going to just watch episode. Super serialized. You need
0: to go week to week. Absolutely. And I and I I agree that I don't have a real drive to sit down and rewatch it, but I do feel as though you might gain a lot more in seeing what you there might be you might be able to see a lot more in it definitely than with knowing how everything unfolds and and, and knowing
2: all the characters from the get go yeah. i agree 100% it's like if i'm going to compare it to video games it's like a uh, it's like a shadow of the colossus yeah whereas You know, Netflix or another show might be more like a halo where you're just going to pop it in and like play your favorite level and go, ah, that's so great. Yeah. But this is going to be an experience you're going to put off for a little while. And then maybe you will be like, you know, I'm going to rewatch it and see, you know, when it was over, though, I almost did immediately go want to go back to the beginning and
1: and watch it. Yeah. So anyway, it's phenomenal. Right. John. I I mean, Nick literally took like all the words out of my (laughs) mouth and like put in a whole bunch of other ones that I can't even considered because i don't know speak good well (laughs) so um no i think i think it's a fantastic show i do think it is like the best netflix original of all of them in my opinion uh the the way it's filmed is fantastic it's super well written the music's great um you know, Nick, what you said about it feeling like you're on the beach, like, is definitely something they they evoke, and they're able to pull that off like really well, like putting you really in the moment. What I really liked is the voyeuristic approach to the filming. It rem- it kind of reminded me a lot of like. Uh, Friday Night Lights and Parenthood, where they were like filming through windows and things to like, right, you know, to kind of like, it's very, and it's also it's, very doc style. Yeah, they, well, they're with doing with like a it, bush and like a dirty yeah, frame. It, they're yeah. giving you this voyeuristic look into this family's really dark past, and that's cool. Like that was a really well done way to to do that, and, and I and I like that. Like always peering through windows and things, or like between trees, there was always something kind of framing every frame where you felt like you weren't necessarily part of it, but you were supposed you're seeing something you shouldn't be seeing is kind of how it felt. Yeah. And I like that. I think that's, that's really cool that, that they were able to make me feel that way with, with a show. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I, the acting was amazing. Ben Mendelssohn is terrifying mm-hmm. in My a way. Mate. Like he, I, I, in seeing him in the dark Knight rises, I hated his guts and I just wanted him to die. But <laughs> in this, like, you're constantly conflicted with his character and yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. Constantly conflicted with him. You don't know whether you should love him or hate him. You don't know if you should feel sorry for him. Like there's this constant, like he's always like tearing at your heartstrings, but also punching you in the face at the same time. And it's like, how do you cope with a character like that? Yeah.
0: So Yeah, which is I mean, that's very much it's kind of, yeah,
1: that's kind of how you have to approach all the characters in the family, like yeah. all the brothers and sisters is like you, you have to approach them from the standpoint of like, you, you don't know whether to feel bad or, or, or not. Like, you don't know how to feel about them because you don't know what's happened. And, and as the show kind of unfolds, I'm trying to not spoil anything. As the show yeah. unfolds, you, you just like, you, you start to choose sides and like, it's it's a weird feeling to have your your like when you you get midway through the show and all of a sudden you're shifting sides like yeah. you, you don't it's it's just it's awesome I think it's fantastic so I'll it's, leave it a, at it's that. a
2: huge uh, the show really reinforces the notion of you really can't judge someone too quickly until you've like walked a mile in their shoes yeah so mm-hmm. to speak like there's you will make gut Im- reactions and and uh, impressions on these characters right off the bat like this is how I feel about this guy and this guy and this guy and those will change. Anywhere between like just a handful of and like two, two dozen times throughout the run of the series, yeah. like Ben Mendelsohn being the most, like he will, he's a, he's incredible. Like yeah. give him that Emmy, yep, yeah, and just give him an Oscar too because yeah, I
0: forgot to see is he up against anybody in like Mad Men? Do you remember? I don't know, I haven't looked
2: at the list of nominations, yeah. but he should. You know, it's a performance that deserves the highest totally. praise because there he will just do. And and it gets down to even beyond just like being able to convey the words well. He will just do little things with his eyes or just the corner of his mouth, just a little twinge of an expression that makes you and the other character kind of cock your head, like,
1: "What is it? What? What is he talking about?" Or or he'll just make you completely uncomfortable in your skin, standing like just the way he looks at you, like as the viewer, like again. You feel like you shouldn't be looking at this, and you see it, and then the way he kind of cocks his head, oh, or whatever, he's, like, he's very silver tongued too. Yeah, like he, oh yeah, you'll,
2: you'll start to agree with him on something, and then go, maybe I, this isn't what I normally... and but so are some of the other characters too.
0: I glanced at the IMDb trivia real quick, and uh, Ben Mendelsohn is actually the youngest of the three males. He oh is. really? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. But he's the he oldest plays the older brother, brother. Yeah. yeah.
1: He looks like the oldest though. Yeah, absolutely. But um how bad do you want Kyle Chandler to like narrate everything now?
0: I I would just want more Kyle Chandler. I think like, he's fantastic. This but is but the his first his time
1: narration, like I think he like I I want him to do like the next like Discovery Channel like Planet Life whatever. I think good. I think he has a good voice for that. I I
0: Kyle Chandler this is our like first thing we're talking about him since like the Wolf of Wall Street, maybe. And even that. He's a very small I mean, I think part. he comes up a lot. But <laughs> yeah, he comes up a lot. But like this is the first <laughs> Something thing he's like, been in. First thing that he's been in in a while. Ever since this has, is actually... Hashtag Alex's man crush. Well, yeah. This but. is
2: actually the first televised work of his I've ever seen oh I've never seen oh I watched you the watched, pilot like, yeah. of Friday Night Lights and, and enjoyed it but I only watched that because I
0: uh no you've watched Early Edition before no. No. Early Edition's I a great really? show oh yeah. my god that
1: show's uh, awesome
0: how did you not come home at like five in the morning and turn on the TV and Early Edition wasn't on it was a good movie show rather <laughs> it's a great show it is a great show but I, pre- yeah it sounds incredible I read the
2: premise and I was like that's yeah cool. that's right yeah we, that's we've right. talked about it and yeah. I want to watch it but no I'd never seen it and I, I'm obviously well aware of him and he's been in several movies I've seen but this to me this character right off the bat I was like okay this is Kyle Chandler doing Kyle Chandler he's, he's, just he's like oh yeah I know yeah. I know don't t- don't say anything else about it but he's much more complex than I, as as I was just saying all the characters are yeah none of them are, are at face value so yeah and there and there's one in particular that I just was so pleased with, and, and we'll have to get into that in spoilers. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, real quick, I love the show. They said everything that I could possibly say about it. Um, everything about it is wonderful. It's one of those things. It's like a very... The show's definitely a slow burn. Like, as Nick said, you might get to a point where you're like, God, I need something. Otherwise, I'm like... They, see i
1: like, I felt like that first episode is kind of a slow burn, but it's those again those bits and pieces of the future that they keep flipping back and forth from that hooked me in. see, but like I feel like in in a lot of t
0: v nowadays we we're starting to get spoiled, even with like something that I praised Arrow for when I first talked about it was that the show very much started answering questions instead of leaving them open for the whole series. And this season, I think, keeps you asking questions up until like past that halfway point. You start getting, you get those little bre- bread clumps wow bread, clump, well, bled, bread. Bled clums, <laughs> Reese's Pieces. You get those Reese's Pieces when you want the full Reese's.
2: Reese's Pieces. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 you get all those little bits, but they don't really start coming together until after halfway through the season. So that kind of slow burn starts to, like, ramp up and just turn into, like, by, like, the th- third to last episode, I was like, how are there two more episodes after this? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I don't want to say too much more. All of us wholeheartedly recommend Bloodline. Please go check it out. If you are going to check it out, even if you're not going to check it out, you should stop listening here because you shouldn't spoil this at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like you, you don't want to know anything else about this show. It is that it. good, yeah. So, uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with Spoiler Terry and Blood. Here we are in Spoiler Terry for Bloodline. I I almost called it Bloodborne, and I almost feel like I called it Bloodborne at some point previously in the I don't think you did. Not today. Good. But uh, Bloodline, Nick, there was a character who popped up that you really enjoyed.
2: I was very happy with what they did with Sissy Spacek. I forgot her name in the show, the mom's name, Uh, because they just call her mom all the time. Anyway, uh, she was one that, because the dad who is... uh, Sally Rayburn. Sally, what's uh, what's Robert? who's the actor who plays the dad who plays Robert, Robert Rayburn? It's, uh, uh, he's, Sam Shepard? he's from yeah, Assassin's Creed James Sam Shepard. He, um, I had him pegged pretty early on, and I and I think all as all of us did, and we were pretty much right. Like where what was up with his character, but obviously he croaks and is no longer really that important. But uh, Sally uh, was one that I was kind of concerned was going to be a little one note throughout the show, show and she was just kind of like sad, sad, poor. Mom sad, poor. Yeah. And I, and I kept wondering like, what's, what's with her? Like, give me a little backstory on mom or, or something, something a little bit more. Cause the four kids just have so much substance, all yeah, four yeah. of them. And they're really well fleshed out characters. And they give her a good like episode and a
1: half. Oh yeah. Of, like, and when it, when it
2: comes around, it's awesome. Oh, and yeah. you get a really cool backstory and you get this like whole new, because she's such a mom and you're watching the show and you're like okay that's their mom and in a way it she may remind you of your mom where she's got all these responsibilities and and she's obviously very devoted to her husband and she's not picking sides against the kids and the family she's she feels like a mom and then you get this backstory about her about to leave the dad and what are you jesus
0: lizzie stop licking
2: (laughs) the official dog is just coating my arm (laughs) and love uh (laughs) Pizza just coming out of my pores. <laughs> yes, my body rejects <laughs> rejects pizza.
0: Your stomach can't process. Yeah, my stomach can't, so it just forces
2: it out. Um, that's what will happen. But <laughs> wow, somehow it all comes back de- around. John's this, on the this is not, yeah, yeah, this know, is I not had. a cornbread analogy where it's going to come back around <laughs> and make sense in the end. I just bring feel these free things out and feel out. free to just ex- just you know trim this right out. <laughs> anyway. Sally gets this really great backstory where you find out, you know what, she's not just a mom. She's not just a character that she she is a character with her own motivations and, and feelings and, and her own struggles and solutions to those struggles, even if they're not the right ones. And I, I just really loved that they treated the character like that. Like, you didn't really need to do that at all for the sake of the show. It didn't really necessarily add anything to it, but other than make her character way better and make me more invested in her relationship with her kids, and, uh, it did help explain a little bit of why Ben Mendelsohn, uh, why am I blanking on all these names? Danny, 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 Danny Rayburn. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. It ex- helped explain why he wanted to take Sarah out on the boat. And, you know, you were kind of had all these questions regarding And Sarah was the big mystery that I was wondering. I'm like, what exactly happened Because you think, you know, and then little bits get put here and there and like the thing with the necklace yeah in like episode 2 or 3 yep. when he when he goes and he, he thinks he finds it at the bottom yeah uh was so cool and then when you fi- eventually figure out like that's supposed to be grown up sarah that he's like hallucinating with him all the time yeah amazing yeah and i was like this poor guy is just being like literally haunted by the memory he can't he can't get closure on that get past the fact that his his baby sister was killed and it wasn't. It was an accident. It really was, but but he took all the blame for it. Yeah. Right. He and, took and, and, more and than the just family, the blame. I mean, it was, though the family like, put the blame on him. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. And he he just how do you how do you deal with that? And I, you know, I've always thought child psychology is pretty interesting. In college, I took two classes on developmental psychology because I thought it was such an interesting thing. And I by no means was pursuing a degree in psychology. And this show really helps get into like what. What establishes who you are, why are you the way you are, and the, the family dynamic. It helps establish like, why some people, you know, someone could do something when they're 10 years old, and it will ripple through the family for the next 30 years. It's amazing. And the show really does a great job of exploring that that was the, the those were some of the big things that I just
1: was enamored with yeah all, all of the kids that they chose to portray them as youth were like spot, spot on, on. <laughs> except totally. for fat john i was like I like how john's no. kind of tubby
0: i totally saw i bought like, as somebody who I was formerly it, super like, tubby and then you know like I guess yeah, so. like it's it like around. fourteen year old. I just thought it was
2: funny when I stage. first saw him because he's like, as an adult, he's like the man of the family. He's like the night, like good looking, brawny cop, like take charge. And he's this kind of like fat tattletale. I was like, <laughs> man, John was kind of pathetic as a kid.
0: <laughs> well, he's like right on the edge of a growth spurt, you know. He's he,
2: that, although that you know, in a phase, way, he's kind you know? of pathetic as an adult. So yeah, it's yeah. interesting.
1: I don't even know what to talk about in spoilers about this. Well, other I than can, like the, how, e- how the how ending, I, I, I mean, got
2: something. How bitch? Because you know from the start, Danny's dead.
1: Yeah, Danny dies. Danny blows up in a boat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: And and I that mid- he was
0: specifically dead before the boat exploded. Right. But. And
2: and midway through the season, I was wondering, is he dead? As he gets thrown on the boat, and then I was like, is it all a trick? Because I, then I began thinking, like, when, when he and John started to re- started repairing the relationship, and I was really enjoying that, I was like, oh, look at these two. I was thinking, was it all a ruse? Like, does Danny slip out of the boat? Are they doing that in front of the drug dealers so they think Danny's dead? Yeah. I began to think it was some switcheroo. But John drowns Danny, kills him. and yeah. it is insane. Smothers him underwater
1: and kills him, yeah.
0: It's insane. It's the most horrific... Murder I think i've ever seen, and when I watched that part, I almost texted you immediately after that episode ended, except for the fact that I just immediately hit play on the next one but that like that dynamic there rang so much like the Joker and Batman to me, oh yeah, I was like it it like gave me goosebumps about how much that I felt that that was what it was, so I was like, what if Ben Mendelssohn was the joker and Tell he would make, make a great joker. Yeah. But no, like that, that moment, I was like, holy shit.
2: Man, I, I couldn't bring myself to immediately watch the next one. I was like, I was like John. I just sat there staring for like ten yeah. minutes. I was like, oh my God. Like that was insane. Yeah. And
0: then immediately my brain was like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, what are the next two episodes? Because that's like the end of episode. Yeah, like ten. Eleven, or 11 I think. Yeah. And then twelve and thirteen. Are all the wrap up. Yeah. Is it? I think I so. I thought it was the so. end of twelve. No. Okay. I don't think so. I can I don't double check on the
1: I'm pretty sure it took two episodes to like really tie everything together. I, maybe I think, think it did. so. I think so. Yeah, it was amazing though. I was I was completely stunned. Because the v- the very last episode, I believe, was just all of the like <laughs> Yes. Like, four months later or whatever the hell the it was. Four, like, four days
0: later. Because it opens four days later with John. Uh, John is being... Or one, might be sheriff. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. So, right. I think it... It opens with her in New York, right? And then it starts flashing back to... It, show, it shows... Four days later. It shows uh, Kevin happy with his estranged starts wife. Starts with an S, I think. I don't remember her name. And... Uh, <sighs> And then it shows Linda Cardellini in New York. Right. And then it cuts to Kyle Chandler. I don't know what is, even John. though I've said them multiple times. But, uh, so yeah, like that's definitely the end of episode, which is, it's crazy. Like I was like, how are there two more hours of this left? I feel like this is written. But then I was also like, I remember I wanted to talk about how the breadcrumbs that they give you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how the bread? From, how the breadcrumbs that just, they give you? I just
0: came back to uh, the the Better Call Saul episode where I said bread crumbs, bread crumbs. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Reese's peasies. <laughs> <laughs> so those breadcrumbs that they give you, they start to um, you start. <sighs> one of the things that they talked about on the ones who knock, which is the slash film podcast about Breaking Bad. In those last couple seasons of Breaking Bad, you start to get flash-forwards of the story. And one of the people on the show was very much, I hate these because I feel like it's spoiling. And then another person was like, not really, because it's kind of, you still need to know the journey of what gets there. And I loved how with this show, even though I had those ideas that John was going to, like what Nick was saying with the, is this all a head fake or some kind of switcheroo that's happening, The idea that your brain's playing with that. And I was like, oh, so he's... They both have those suits on, so they must die at... Or he must die at, like, around Meg's wedding. And then Meg doesn't get married. But then they wear those, like... And you start to, like, reformulate how, like, your brain is just sitting there shifting the story around to make it all try to click. Yeah. And then even in the end, you're like, I didn't get there completely. Like, I wasn't there 100%. Like, it wasn't... And for me, it was the moment when John kills him in, in, the, in, the, in the sea. I was like, I didn't, I didn't plan for this at all. Like, I had no idea that this was coming right at this moment.
2: Well, even as early as uh, what happens to uh, Robert, you, the show actually initially, you're like, wow, what a coincidence. He happens to have a stroke and fall out of his boat and bonk his head. Yeah. And the show had me convinced that Danny, Danny did, did it. Danny did something. Or was involved. I mean, by the time it, the reveal, and then he was, you know, sure enough, he just keeled over. And, and I was like, wow, I don't know what to expect from this show now.
0: Not to mention that, like, Danny's so messed up that he doesn't even attempt to be like, you think I could do that to our father? He's just like, yeah, that I did it. I hit him. And he just kind of, like, lets them live with kind of thinking that.
1: Well, that's his Even job. I doubt it later, that's but. who he's become—is their, their, you know, their punching bag, basically. And the, like,
0: it's just interesting because then, like, by the end of that episode, when you do see what actually happened, you're just kind of like, "What the fuck right. is he doing?" That's like, how why
1: sh- the whole show toys with your emotions? Like, whose side are you really on as yeah. a viewer? Like, you don't know whose side to pick because who who's getting fucked? Like, for yeah. real. And and Danny, I, that's all, I was constantly fighting with how I felt about him because he he just like. You you want to pity him because why would anybody ever put someone through what they put him through? But then at the same time, like, he's become such a piece of shit that, like, you kind of are like, well, I don't really feel bad for you anymore, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. like Yeah, he's kind of a brat. Good it, uh man.
2: The thing about the ending, too, is there's this implication that the retired detective, I forgot his name, too, the friend of the dad who knew from the start that he busted Danny's arm and pretty much set him down the path to ruin. And the scene where he apologizes to him was really intense. And he was like, you know, I'm really sorry. I didn't do right by you. I should have tried harder. Because he saw what happened to him. Uh, There's this implication that that guy is going to keep sniffing around and eventually John and uh, Meg and Kevin are going to be found out or somehow it's going to get ruined. And... While in some way it might be satisfying to see one or the three of them be brought to justice, so to speak, or to have everything come to light, it kind of devalues the, the the end of the show, kind of the moral of the story that these three people now have to live for the rest of their lives with the knowledge of what they did, that they covered up their brother's murder. And I don't think they're going to forget that so quickly, no matter, how mu- no matter how perfectly their lives may have lined up. At the end of the day, they're going to look in
0: the mirror and go... Well, and that's kind of the point Do I really deserve this? Is that those moments that they show you at the beginning of that final episode are very much things where they're haunted by that decision and those things that they did because it's... Kevin is standing there. The guy comes in on the boat, and he's like, I want you to check on my haul. You should charge people more for this boat because it's good luck. And he just kind of looks in the icebox, and he's just got this look on his face. And Then you find out later that that's the boat that he and John used to store uh, Danny's body. And then I think Meg is talking with her new lawyer lawyer boss, whoever right. she is, and, like, you just kind of see that, obviously, it's still affecting them four days later, but even though they're trying to get away with these things in their lives, their conscience isn't going to let them. I think...
2: That's <laughs> what I'm saying, is that the the show should should have ended on that note of, like, yeah, they got away with it, but it's going to stick with them forever. See, and that
0: would have been a really... I agree that ending season one right there would have been great. If they didn't go so far as to say that Danny's got a son. Oof. Yeah. We can come back to that. But I think if they would have stopped short of that and been like... Because that tagline on, like, I think, the poster that I posted on Facebook is we're good people, we just did a bad thing. John says that multiple times right. on the show. I feel like that would be a really good way to just be like, this is the story. However, I feel like there could be a compelling way that they get brought to justice. And it may not necessarily be like a, we want to see John brought in, but maybe it's just, who knows, maybe it's going to be Danny's kid- Shooting John and just being like, How the fuck could you do that to my father? or something like we don't know how that's gonna play out,
1: but that's yeah, because they don't even know, like, you have no idea what Danny's kid knows, yeah. Like, they just they, there's like the one scene where he sees uh John and Kevin leaving the apartment, and that's it, like, that's yeah. all he sees that happen. Who knows what the fuck else he saw? You have no idea like it i i'm yeah. cur- like i understand where you, like it would it would be great if it was like this finite ending and like you would you could walk away from it and just be like that was awesome i'm done i can move on to something else i still want to know like i want to know what the hell's going to happen <laughs> like i'm yeah. still intrigued and they they've they've got me hook line and sinker
0: like if if these if the showrunners whoever made this and i know nothing about them but if they were people that were making shows for like the BBC the show totally would have ended Shortly before you find out that Danny has a son, that would have been the story. Because they're, they're like, I feel like a lot, of, a lot of the shows that come out in the UK are very succinct and they say, We have a plan. This is the one season. Bam. We don't leave anything open because we just want it to be this complete story. And I agree. Like, I feel like that would have been a really satisfying way to end that story. But it
2: could prove to be cool, but I'm a pretty big believer in. Quitting while you're ahead and going out on top, so to speak. Yeah. And if the show was like an anthology show and we we follow a different kind of twisted family that's got some sketchiness to it, I think that'd be really cool. The Rayburns, I mean, their story to me feels pretty complete because, I mean, it's mostly the story about Danny coming home and trying to reintegrate
1: himself with the family. What if the second season just followed Danny's son through that whole first season? That doesn't sound interesting to me. it just sounds
0: I don't
2: think there's enough intersection there that would make it like really nothing sounds interesting. everything
1: maybe, see the thing about maybe this Danny has several kids
2: <laughs> the, whole, the thing about this whole series is that it's very original, yeah, and any any path we go down now is going to feel really derivative of something else right. like the the image of Danny's son blowing John away on the on the dock just makes me want to throw up a little bit because it just sounds terrible and boring and and trite and too predictable like and i don't know like everything about this show was so unpredictable and original that i I love it and i want to i want to relish that and go back to what i already saw to watch it again i mean to try to capture that lightning in a bottle again and that same i mean they had the perfect story it was great where does it go i mean who knows they may have something really badass that's the thing like you know
0: like these people might be much more clever than we are like that's just kind of how it goes you also notoriously were not a fan of the idea of Better Call Saul. No, and you still haven't watched it yet, right? No, yeah. So you got to get on that. Well, but
2: we'll see about that.
0: We never know. Like I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Maybe we'll sit down and watch it. Maybe it'll be the, the super thing derivative. is,
2: no matter what, I it's happening. There's a season two of Bloodline yeah. happening. So will I watch it? Of course I will. I'll watch Just the first. I'll watch the first episode or two, and if I go this blows, then I'll stop. And if I say this is cool, then hey. Good Netflix, good on you. You were
1: you were right.
0: <laughs> yeah, n- I don't know. I don't know.
1: I it'll be interesting
0: to see. Has so Netflix really
1: like turned out any like serious bombs? Like I don't. I feel like all of their series have been really really well done to Just some extent. Don't really hear about them. I mean, there's a lot. There's they a lot had one that came out there. that was kind of. Uh, it was
2: like it was called. It was something about like people that got left behind at an alien thing, or they were in a town, kind of like the the. Croatoan, Roanoke thing. It had like one and a half stars. Let me let me look. Also, up. Hemlock Grove was a little wishy washy. Yeah, I wanted that. The, that had the like two, that had like two and a half or three out of five. I like think that,
1: that one came in at at the tail end of the whole like vampire thing, though, didn't it? Like it's about werewolves. Well, vampires, werewolves,
2: Twilight. Well, werewolves never go out of style, my man. Dog soldiers.
1: <laughs> I know. There's like a
2: new teen. That's wolf. All I gotta say.
0: All right, we've got House of Cards, Hemlock Grove, Orange is the New Black, Marco Polo.
2: I watched the first episode of that, and it was really good. I
0: heard Marco okay. Polo was good. Got uh, Bloodline. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel's Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Sense8, which is the Wachowski Bros. That
2: one's split firmly down the middle. I want
0: to check that one out. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, and then one called Between that came out, six episodes. Uh, those are all the drama ones. Comedy-wise, you've got Bad Samaritans, which I've never heard of. Uh, Bojack Horseman, which is getting a second season. Kimmy pretty, Schmidt. Pretty funny. Timmy, Timmy the second really season. Uh, Grace and Frankie's another one that's I've heard a little bit it's about. Lily
2: Tomlin and uh, who's the other? Mm, I can't
0: remember. Jane Fonda, Lily, Jane Lily Tomlin, Tomlin Lily Sam Tomlin. Waterston, Martin Sheen. So I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. And then there is a few other things. They have some kids, uh, kids things, and Chef's Tables documentary. They did the killing season three and like arrested development, Star Wars Clone Wars, and like they like they've continued a few different series as well. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it it
2: when I when am I going to get my Netflix Frasier revival?
0: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It Depends on how uh, Kevin Smith's. uh, Well, shit. Wet
2: Hot American Summer. There you go. There's another one.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like season two of House of Cards started out interesting and then slowly, whatever. Season two of Daredevil is going to be baller. Well, yeah. It'll be sweet, for sure. Um, I don't know. There might be a few other things I want to... I wanted to touch on the fact that uh, I recently got Nicole, my girlfriend, addicted to parenthood. She's, like, almost done with it. She started it, like, two or three weeks ago. I had to
1: stop watching that show.
0: Oh, it's so good.
1: It just kept making me cry. Where'd you stop? I don't even remember anymore. Mm. It was, like, super depressing, yeah, and but. like it, like hits it, just like hits you in the feels, like real hard. Mm-hmm. And I had the same sort of <laughs> issue with uh, Friday Night Lights too. I mean, I yeah. watched Friday. I put originally put Friday Night Lights on for the sole purpose of just wanting to listen to explosions in the sky in the background and still have like something visual to watch while I was working on homework.
0: And then you fell in love with Tim Riggins?
1: It, it, no, I. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's complicated. No, but, I put it on just to just to have background noise, and it ended up being one of my favorite shows of all time. And, yeah. like, as a grown ass man and watching that show and crying, like, every three episodes, I'm like, what the hell is this? That's is amazing,
2: st- too, because the Morels do not enjoy sports. I hate no,
1: sports absolutely. with a passion. That's, that's the, so the, interesting to me. The
0: most interested I've ever been in sports is the fake football on Friday Night Lights. Like, it's so good. Like, I will sit there, like, even the sports sequences in the show, I love. I love. And the way that they do it is that, like, I feel like when people watch sports, it's they're like, oh, my God, I really love LeBron. I want to see how he does this game. And they watch the game, and they're like, oh, there's my guy. He's doing this stuff. That show accomplishes it. Like, you connect with the people that are on the team, so you want to see you that begin, team yeah, you good. begin
1: to care about them, and Absolutely. you want them to do well.
0: Yeah. You're like, I want him to go to college with the scholarship and get the thing. And so, like, having that level of – like, if I could care about that, or any of these people playing any of the other sports, then I would care about sports.
1: Interesting. I, I'm about as athletic as a potato, <laughs> so um, yeah, I can't stand sports. But I'll watch the. Uh, shit they have out a of that sport show. called Hot Potatoes. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. Shush. Anyway, <laughs> shush, shush. No, I, I, you find yourself, yeah, like Alex said, you get sucked into these characters. You start caring about the game they're playing. You want them to win. You're rooting for them the whole bit, and, and it's, it's just like, you guys like sports movies? No. Not really. You haven't seen any of the yeah basketball. I can quote Rudy. <laughs> Rudy was I whatever. I it. watched it when I was like six or seven. I don't remember. That's a great.
0: movie. I tend to not like sports movies, uh, or I just I well no. Let me so say fa- that's I haven't seen many because I think I just don't care about sports.
2: That's really interesting because your criteria for liking or not criteria, but you you say you would connect with the characters in Friday Night Lights and then you root for them. You can do that with real people.
0: No, real I know, athletes. I know, I know you can. However. But it's LeBron not as fun making like, millions upon millions of dollars. Well, I'm not going to care about most terrible Most of those example.
1: sports movies, though, are all based on true stories, so you already know the outcome. It's not there's no surprise. You know what I mean? Like I went into Friday Night Lights not knowing shit, and they don't win every game. You know what I mean? Yeah. like And you kind of like. You go into it thinking like oh, I'm gonna watch this show, blah blah blah. It's about football, but it's really not about football at all. Like this that show, it has nothing to do with football. Football is literally just what holds the like. It's like it's the glue that's holding the book together. Yeah. You know, like it. It's it's so much more than that, and it's fantastic. And and uh, yeah, Tim Riggins, man. Mm-hmm. Minka Kelly, oh my god, mm-hmm. I don't even want to start with her. Yeah, and that chick that plays Tara, whatever her name is, I don't Tyra. even know. Tara, uh, I love her too. She's I like when she, cuts, Joe, she cuts her hair Ooh. short. Uh, Adrian, yeah. Palicki. Adrian Palicki.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Big okay. fan of that. Right on.
0: Everybody in that show is fantastic. But yeah. back to my original point, I got Nicole hooked on Parenthood, and I've been like, she lo- she she loves football. Like She actually cares about football. So I was like, you got to watch Friday Night Lights. You need to watch Friday Night Lights. Now I'm nervous for her to watch it because she has the image of John Rayburn for Kyle Chandler in there and i wonder if that's going to color how she sees nah. Kyle Chandler in that cuz Cause Cause that, that's Chandler, what i
2: had too but then i started watching Friday night lights and he's immediately he's a different character for yeah, sure yeah
0: totally like but he's just like like for some reason Kyle Chandler's an embodiment of like the will of good people for me <laughs> <laughs> he should be green lantern uh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh there you go green lantern core movie dc listen now oh wow right he could Kyle be Chandler as older as, Hal Jordan, and then Hal. you've got Tyrese as uh, as John, John Stewart. Stewart and uh, Chris Pine. Chris Pine would be a good guy. Gardner. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Do it. All of this. Do it. right it. Over make it my happen. Head. But anyway, I would watch the
2: shit. I, I'd see it twice. like Mad Max Fury Road.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I think I think I was like Kyle Chandler is such a different. Like this show gives him so many more shades of gray than I've ever seen him with. This is He's the like Midwest well well? film the okay.
1: Kyle Chandler episode. <laughs> no, no, yeah, we're supposed
0: to record one of those with Tim and Danny Wilson and I. We all just want to do a Kyle Chandler retrospective. So it's never going to happen. Now there you go. You, you can enjoy uh, that thought. But I just appreciate the fact that Kyle Chand like that, it took Kyle Chandler to a new space for me of like having this crazy range of being conflicted about who he is and what he's doing. And, and I just, it was interesting because when Nicole watched the first episode of bloodline, she was like that John guy, the goody two shoes of the family. I'm always kind of (sighs) like, Is, are they really always that good, or are they like hiding some? Like, are they compensating for something? So she was kind of onto it in the beginning, and I well, was everybody
1: like, kind of is. I mean, that they kind of they want you to think that. That's what hooks you. Well,
0: but but I was just kind of like, no, it's Kyle, it's Kyle Chandler. He's great. We love everyone perfection. loves him. He's 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 the he works at the sheriff's office. He's taking care of this family. They're all doing great. It's all good. <laughs> like, that's where I was in Bloodline episode one. So it's been a very interesting journey. But I don't know. I think that's. I think we've
2: There's the 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 real shame of it is there's so much to talk about with this show that really we could have been doing it like every 2 weeks yeah. or every week done like two episodes and yeah. it would have been for a much more in-depth Current podcast. And, yeah, yeah. But there are other shows that almost deserve that treatment more such as well, I won't say Hannibal. it out loud cuz then we won't do it. Yeah, so what the f- listen, networks Streaming services. <laughs> Get your shit in line and somebody pick up Hannibal. Amazon will do it. I guarantee they it. Passed they on they it. passed they? on
0: it. They supposedly passed on it. See, oh. the real problem with it, and that's the thing, the fact that Amazon said no is the biggest issue. But it got complicated by two big things. Number one was that Hugh Dancy and uh, Mads Mickelson's contracts expired before anybody could make a deal for it. So they couldn't... like. They became free agents at a point. They have to where renegotiate was, They have to renegotiate and everything like that. that they probably hold out for more money. And they want to hold out for more money, whereas Amazon's going to be like, "We need to make it cheaper than what you're already doing, basically. That's, prob- that's where that situation lies. And then on top of that, Amazon holds the rights to stream seasons one through three exclusively. So Hulu's not going to pick it up if you can only watch season four. Netflix isn't going to pick it up if you can only watch Season four. They want to have a deal where you can watch it all on their service, much like the Community and Yahoo deal or Arrested development and Netflix and like that kind of thing. so it's just kind of you know not conducive. they should
2: broker a deal where Netflix can stream seasons one through three as well and just give a cut of season four and beyond to amazon or something because they should
0: figure something out but i don't know i think i think it's such a good show the contract issue i think is really
2: that's too bad because brian fuller had a really interesting like six season plan i mean halfway there just keep on going it's all downhill you made it to the middle
0: yeah yeah
2: maybe one meanwhile we get bloodline season two (laughs) not needed But it's okay. We'll watch it. Agents
0: of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3. Yeah.
3: Anyway. There we go. uh,
0: Please talk to us. Feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com or at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook and Vine, Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. Amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com is where you can shop on Amazon. Part of your purchase will come to us. Uh, MidwestFilmNerds.com has all previous 137 plus bonus episodes and full show notes for all those. So you can skip over Spoiler Terry and other things that you don't want to hear. Such as our nerd drivel. And uh, I don't know. What else? Game nerds. Last episode came out this past Saturday on The Witcher 3 and, and Elder, Scrolls. Elder Scrolls Online. Check that out. I think next episode will be coming soon. It's uh, going to be
1: Batman Arkham Knight and maybe some mobile games and Rocket League and more Destiny. I'm sure World of Tanks, maybe World of Tanks. Oh, yeah. We're supposed to pick that up, too, aren't we? Yeah. World of Tanks. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to do that tonight, but we'll Anyways. figure it out at some point. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Oh, Midwest Game Nerds is also now available on TuneIn Radio. Yeah. If anybody would rather use that application on their smartphone. Mm-hmm. Let's go check it out there. All right, I think that's about
0: it. Kyle Chandler XY, go watch a movie.
2: Nicely done. <laughs>